0: Do you ever think about utopia? Do you ever think about ethical dilemmas? Do you ever think about the other people on public transport? Do you ever think about
1: the demise of civilization as we know it?
0: do you ever think about this week we're wondering do you ever think about utopia i'm candace jade and i'm sitting here with merida violet hello hi merida <laughs> <laughs> i guess we'll kick it off with a pretty uh, ice-breaking question is when was the first time you were introduced to the concept of utopia
1: um thanks for that question candace um i am been thinking about utopia since i was but a wee lass in high school <laughs> studying some amazing political philosophical texts such as Karl Marx and um, some anarchist literature and and that kind of stuff. Um, Really deep thinking when you're 14 about this stuff. But I would say that my first exposure to the idea of utopia was as a mini revolutionary in high school, um, which I feel like maybe is not what everyone thinks of when they think of utopia. You know, It's like when I think of it, the first thing that comes to mind is like communism. But I think for a lot of people, it might be a little bit different. Maybe you have a different take on it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I did come from a bit of a different angle, actually. Um, I guess as a concept of a better place or something to aspire to, it has been in my life from the forced religious upbringing that was thrust upon me against my will. But as a actual, like a succinct idea of utopia, Um, And that word, I think the first time I came across that was in the rom-com from the 90s or early 2000s, Ever After, with Drew Barrymore, who was a Cinderella character. And she carried around in this movie a battered book, a battered version of the novel by Sir Thomas More from 1516 called Utopia, which was revolutionary for its time, but He was the one that coined the term, which came from the Greek word utopos, which means nowhere. It was a wistful sort of uh, like collection of hopes that you wouldn't die from dysentery, which is very, I like, I totally get behind that as a concept, but as a thing now of just like what idling away days towards something like a better ideal is somewhat immature and wistful to the point of delusion. But utopia for me is first and foremost a fiction. It is uh, sci-fi fantasy. It is uh, mixed up with like, because I was brought up in a religious sort of background. So for me, it's unrealistic expectations of a heaven. And it it's like utopia for me is so um, acceptable that it becomes sinister. It's something like Wonderland or Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory and used as a literary term to convey things being so good that you need to be suspicious
1: oh I see. like uh,
0: a, yeah uh, like it's like a very yeah. literary function to me
1: mm. I mean I definitely think there are ideas of uh, utopia like in a lot of like religious texts I mean obviously like heaven or paradise can be considered like a utopia and I think being suspicious of it well it's almost I mean, my sort of cynical perspective is that I think that that the the ruling class, we'll just go straight to (laughs) communism here. Um, (laughs) The ruling class has such a vested interest in things not getting better for normal people that do you wonder if sort of the dominant culture has led you to feel like oh that's too good to be true and so i must be suspicious of it like you know any any dreaming of a better world that any dream of a world that's like not just better than what we have but like actually really great is like that's like a pipe dream you just can't you can't shoot for that and we've we've been reinforced that idea
0: in culture like etymologically it is meant it is known as something unachievable it is fiction however it was coined because it seemed unreachable because of the ruling class yes. and if anything that seems to be more likely that you can change your socioeconomic sort of um, background that's more easy to do now than it was in 15 16 but it still seems really hard to do and so I think that like I think yeah that its very basis is um, founded in this idea of something unachievable and that it was coined by people who it really was an impossible dream to believe that you didn't have to, like, that you didn't have to starve or that your, like, kids might not die of whatever disease they're disposed to.
1: I love that. So I really did not know the history of that. And I love that so much that you brought that up because it really kind of – that's actually on the topic of a lot of the things I wanted to talk about today, which is why why do we have so many representations of dystopia in culture, mm-hmm. but so few representations of a utopia? And you know, the idea that it was a um, that it was by design of the word, it's an unachievable uh, fantasy, really kind of underscores why we don't talk about it. Collectively, as something that's actually a possibility, you know, it's like I can watch Black Mirror and imagine any of those dystopias, uh, uh, you know, arising from our world. But if we're, if someone were to create a film showcasing what a good world could be and what a free world could be, that would just, you know, no one would be able to imagine the steps that we would take to get there. And it's well, almost, it's yeah, that's really interesting. I love that.
0: I think it is totally unachievable though because Mm. like for it to be utopia it has to be something has to be a utopia it has to be devoid of a lot of emotion it has to be like unmarked by history it's very the very fact that we're living and needing a utopia like makes the whole concept as like well more unreachable than dystopia dystopia Mm. is fucking doable utopia is not (laughs) <laughs> well that brings me to one of the questions
1: I wanted to okay. ask you about it which is what do you define that as what what would you what would your utopia be like for you and like in your personal vision of what a utopia would be is this um do you think that that is unachievable like describe it for me i'm curious well no like yeah.
0: You need to, we need to understand very clearly from my point of view, utopia is not something that I strive towards. I find it um, suspicious. I find it uncomfortable. I find it, I dislike it. It's not something I strive towards because I find a lot of value in sin and despair and all this. And it's all like my idea of utopia is unsavory. It's, um, I hate it. Yeah. What are you
1: imagining when when you imagine utopia?
0: It's this literary, like utopia is shorthand for these literary worlds like a Willy Wonka's Mm. Chocolate Factory or Wonderland Mm. or Oz where on the surface it does look really perfect but you actually don't realise at first that it's much darker than you think it is because utopia means that art has to not exist because it doesn't have any despair to drive from. It means that Mm. there is just like romance would be dead because you people would be a lot more aware of how fucked up they are as a person and wouldn't strive towards this one true love because that is unrealistic there is no such thing as a uh, true love or a one person or a thing like mm. that because you know that you're all human and it is it, like the idea of utopia to me is plastic artificial and it means that we're not taking responsibility for the gaps in our personality now and it's just striving towards this but i totally see value in that because (laughs) by 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 no by building utopian ideas at thought experiment it means it shines a light on what we think is missing in the context of now and for that i think it's a worthy cause but for the most part i think it's shorthand for people just wishing without really realizing what their wishes actually mean but also all my ideas of utopia are like neon pink and 80s sci-fi and all this kind of stuff where everyone's faceless and like dominated by this yeah. unseen and government it's a very literary like literary eldest huxley world kind of yeah. thing where a utopia is actually a dystopia with a different word i don't think yeah that's yeah. And I, that's just how it is in my yeah, mind yeah 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 i guess okay all right i guess maybe
1: what i should have asked you then is what would a perfect world be to you? Because to me, the word utopia uh, is just a catch-all for yeah. the idea of a perfect world. So maybe a, that's what I mean.
0: <laughs> a perfect world to me would be boring. This is why I hate, like... No, 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 a no, no, no. I, You're, I'm I know, talking about I know, your I know, perfect I know. world. I know. boring I, boring <laughs> boring boring as shit you need conflict you need you need like sin you need all these kind of things and you have to remember i'm coming back from a background of being told that heaven was mm-hmm. the mo- where everyone gets along and all that and so i have a whole lifetime of background for being ill no because it just like i don't i like the conflict i like people not um getting along and i'm having to strive to have weird distraction. I don't know. It's not something that I think about too much yeah. or lament about. I just, I've, it's always been, heaven always seemed boring to me. Utopia always seemed boring to me. Everything seems, I'm such a cynical asshole. No, no, no. But listen, <laughs>
1: but what, what I, what I'm trying to get at is that your perfect world will have conflict in it, you know, yeah. but maybe, but maybe what it doesn't have is you struggling to make money to be able to pursue artistic endeavors in your free time. Yeah. You know, no, that's like, true. you know, like, or like, you, you know, like my perfect world has stress and sin and conflict and all of those things. But what it doesn't have is abject poverty when other people are living in total comfort, you know, totally. and like what it doesn't have is like me having to, um, you know, feel like I've got to justify to the world. Um, why I want to pursue a creative expression and I have to justify it by this stupid thing called money, you know, like that, that's kind of what I mean. Like when, when, when you think about like, what would paradise be for you, it might be like all the dirty and shitty, you know, interpersonal things that go on. Like you don't have to remove those things in order to have a better world. Or
0: I don't know, in my mind, at least, do you, do you have anything like that, that you think of? Like, no, uh, I don't, but I can see it for the, mm. for the, because I just don't spend that much time thinking about it. Mm, I'm yeah. not a very like, we've we covered this. I'm not a particularly sentimental person yeah. and I don't spend a lot of time thinking about that, but I see what you mean. And yeah. in that, in that context for the um, purpose of just thought, thought experiment and yeah. <laughs> all that kind of stuff, I guess my idea of a perfect um, world would remove the idea of edu- like someone being well educated meaning that they had to make a lot of money or they did this thing i think that a perfect world would probably be where a society spends a lot more time on like making sure that every individual is finding what actually makes them very happy and then for them to pursue that because i guess in my perfect utopia it doesn't mean that there isn't work it doesn't mean that there isn't conflict but everybody is doing stuff that makes them feel meaningful Yes. I, that now there, I completely agree (laughs) with you. But I still think that's boring. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I still think like, where's the struggle? How do you know what you like? Because then, but see,
1: see, this is, see, there's always going to be struggle because struggle is the human condition, right? So Mm. like I envision, you know, we've, I think we've talked before in some of our test recordings, maybe not in the (laughs) actual ones about, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? And the the struggle to self-actualize. And, you know, when, when as a society, we have people who are at different levels on that based on their material conditions. Um, and so someone who's living in the world that you and I live in, we in general have most of our basic needs met. And so then we strive for things like connection with others and our own self-actualization. No matter how privileged, no matter how much sitting by the pool I do, I'm always going to have that internal struggle of self-actualization. And it's almost like when you free yourself from your material constraints and you don't have to worry about putting food on the table, then you can do the other harder work of actually, you know, self-actualizing and who knows what that can mean as a society. Um, So I I think that like the struggle is not something you can ever eliminate from the human experience. We can, we can have, like to me, the paradise is a an environment where everyone can seek to achieve that in their own way.
0: I don't know. <laughs> and I'm all for that. I'm all for that. Like I don't, I don't begrudge anybody for not wanting to starve. Yeah, <laughs> I totally like that. Is um, I know it sounds like I'm against that. No, I'm no, not. no, it doesn't <laughs> to me. I
1: I just love your angle on it because it's so it's so different to mine. Um, when I think of of these kind of things, because like. I, like I'm I'm imagining now it's like, oh yeah, of course, like this, um, you know, even in, even in Willy Wonka, there's that um, part in the song where he goes, if you want to view paradise, simply turn around and view it, mm-hmm. you know, that <laughs> part of the song. Um, and that, you know, it sort of really speaks to that sort of, um, you know, it, it, heaven could be with you like right now on earth. All you have to do is like open your eyes to it. I think yeah. that that's a more uh, realistic way to see utopia, I guess, rather than striving for something that's like all perfect and shiny, you know?
0: Well, the the thing is because of like, um, the P I grew up surrounded by quite a religious sort of context, I feel like utopia as a concept is a robber of joy (laughs) like I think it is a way of making your current life super hollow and horrible to deal with because I've kind of watched and this is in a lot of religions and I don't begrudge anybody like um, I think Jesus was a sweet dude like probably who was just talking about like a utopia in that sense the Christian utopia which was just people loving each other. And they like, that was a message that needed to be heard at the time. Cause everyone was trying to kill everybody, yeah. but, and like, that's fine, whatever. Like that was a shitty, shitty time back in the BCs, whatever, who cares? <laughs> but like nowadays it's just, you can, you can make your own utopia. You can make yeah. your own paradise. You can actually do whatever you want. You are the architect of your own life. And this whole idea of, Living safely and without this, so that you can go to this heaven, which seems to be this weird destination, is just a robber of like the joy and the things that you can do in the here and now to make utopia out of your everyday sort of routines. Mm -hmm. And that is how you treat people, how you do things. You can make the utopia that you want, right up until you get shot or something. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Well, I love I love that this kind of ties back to the idea that it was like intentionally unattainable. So it's like this idea has been used as a um a way to kind i mean you know again i'm i'm really i did a bunch i did a few youtube marx marxism rabbit holes last night as i was researching <laughs> this topic so i'm going really, no let it fly i'm, I'm really it. on the conflict theory stuff right now but um you know the idea that um that you're not supposed to reach utopia that it's it's not even worth striving for now it's something that's not attainable now you have to you know Hope and pray that you're good enough in this life to actually get something nice in the afterlife, um, which even just goes back to the roots of the word, which is that it's a fantasy. It's not real. It's not here. Um, hmm. And I, re- I really want to, I, I, I had such an interesting take on it that I haven't <laughs> considered before, just the, the, how, how infused with sort of religious and like um, delayed gratification the idea is for some, for so many people,
0: I think. But I think that comes, that, that that in its necessity and sort of, what's the word I'm looking for? That like, its foundation in that is because of like the ruling class is what you said, because it is through them that the necessity for escape fundamentally exists. Through their rule, like the ruling class, um, doing their whole sinister shit in that, we have a thriving art culture, like mm-hmm. from resistance. We have a thriving like camaraderie ship between other people that are um, not doing that. We have a thriving sort of intellectual movement that these least making people want to do something different. And we're in a really exciting time right now, which seems super turbulent and scary, but it's also this like momentum of change that is happening. Yep. And utopia needs to have, for whatever utopia it is, you need to burn the place down That's to right. That. Does your idea of utopia involve a social structure and order? And do you think that order and hierarchy are unavoidable aspects of human society or indeed the human imagination? Mm. Um,
1: Okay, so it's hard to answer that without thinking about my imagination, which is very ordered and very hierarchical. So Mm. I want to say that it is human nature because I think that we strive to organize things and see patterns in things. And I think that in organizing labor in particular, because all any idea of utopia that I have, you have to have labor. I mean, you know, anything that society wants to achieve, you need labor. And Hmm. without organization, and I don't mean political organization, I mean like actual management of the labor, someone, you know, so someone running the show a manager, you know, you actually can't get shit done if you don't have one and in hmm. All most of the experiences that I have read about and and heard about in, in you know groups of people where they don't have a leader Don't typically tend to go very well. It tends to really devolve into a lot of um, For example, I attended a, a meeting of a local activist group And they, they really like to organize themselves based on like no hierarchy. So, you know, you, if you wanted to vote on something, it was all by, um, you know, everyone had to vote on everything, whether it was like how the meeting was gonna be run or like how, um, you know, the funds were gonna be used or whatever, every person had to vote on it and there was no one person even leading the meeting. And it took fucking two hours to like decide on the agenda for the next meeting, you know? Mm. It just like, what you know, if someone just says like, okay, I'm facilitating this, I'm running the show. That's probably a bit of a personality element for me as well because I can't handle that shit.
0: Mm. Totally, no, <laughs> I, no I, I, I mean I like to either. be in charge. <laughs> I don't like to be in charge, but I like to know that there's point and purpose. Exactly.
1: A a vision and an end goal. Um, So I think that order and hierarchy to some degree are are necessary for human society. And in utopia, it would just mean that those hierarchies are based on, uh, I guess, consent from those governed. So it's, you know, very much in, you know, people who... I, th- I mean, I, I, it's democratic in my mind, so people you know vote on it, and mm. uh, it's it's all able to be overturned if people don't like the way that it's going. And uh, there's an order in the way that um, ideas and people are elevated that is fair and just. You know, it's so so there's still an order, but it's a fair and it's an equitable and it's a just order. Um, you know, unlike how we have now, I guess. <laughs> mm. Well, yep, yeah, totally. Um, or do you, do you think that it's something that's kind of, because I think there there is a lot of train of thought out there and sort of, um, you know, especially I think you know more like anarchist circles, for example, which would probably argue that that you know those kind of hierarchies are um, oppressive by nature and that you can't really have true freedom if you have a hierarchy, for example.
0: Well, and. This, that illustrates my whole underlying frustration with the idea of utopias because there's so many different people from so many different walks of life. The idea that there could be something that satisfies everybody is laughable, which is one of the reasons I rejected heaven as a construct, because I was looking around at all the people that were telling me that I should want to go to heaven. And I was like, you guys are the worst people I've ever met. And if you are the ones that are there, why would I want to be there? Like you are literally making my life a living hell now. So yeah,
1: you think it's necessary.
0: I don't think it's necessary. I'm... I think it's um, unavoidable. unavoidable uh, there's yeah. a difference. Yeah. Uh, like, I think it's unavoidable in our visions of utopia. Mm. Uh, and I think that if you're, and like, yeah, anarchy and all this kind of stuff, super fun word to say, super fun A to draw in, like, as a teenager, whatever. It's a very, very silly idea to expect that everybody could live in an anarchist utopia or that, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Ah, I don't know, and it's like... a prickly idea like, like concept and
1: like even in um you know even in the idea of anarchy it doesn't mean that there's no order you know mm. it's it's communal um but i think you know it's i i just have a hard time with the idea that there's not some sort of like centralized i like the idea of a centralized entity that you know if you you know, is what I wonder is, is it a pipe dream to think that a government could give us utopia? You know, yeah. that could, that we could actually, that by you know democratic methods, um, and by you know taxation and transfers and those kind of things, could we achieve this imaginary world? you know, to me, which is ultimately, you know, I mean, ultimately if I could sum up utopia for me in one word or in like one sort of phrase, it would just be like more equal distribution of resources and power, you know, and not, not a hundred percent equal, not everyone has the same thing because that's not utopia. That's, you know, I think that, I think that people have different levels of sort of effort that they want to put into society and someone who wants to put more effort and should get more rewards, but totally, you know, but, um, but maybe not 50,000 times the rewards of someone who puts in no effort, <laughs> you know, maybe not 50 times, you know, maybe we cap it at 50 times the rewards. Well, um, but yeah, I don't know if, if, if that's possible to achieve that because of the issue of power. And I think, you know, I think it comes down to power corrupts in a lot of ways as well. And you have, you know, all of our, our, you know, heroes of, um, communism, quote unquote communism in, uh, you know, the night, the eight, the 20th century, Stalin and Mao and all of these people who, you know, very quickly became ruthless dictators and Mm. never, you know, the first step towards communism is socialism. And once the government has control, then they're supposed to hand it over to the people. And they never did that step, you know, because they got high on the power. So, um, I think, yeah, I don't know. I think part of these issues of hierarchy also come with issues of power. And when someone has power, they really don't want to give it up. Um, Mm. Even if, you know, initially they, they saw themselves as being a person who would do that,
0: you know? Totally. And Mm. it would be a hard thing to give up really. Mm. Like um, I'm I'm not sympathetic to it because I think that we shouldn't have, well, and this um, power corrupts absolutely. And no, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely is very, very, very real um and i totally agree i get it's just because i'm not the kind of person to sit around thinking about a utopia but it, like for the thought <laughs> exercises i it annoys me it annoys me because i've been told my whole life to be like don't you want to go to heaven yeah. go to heaven and it's just it's a way of like not thinking about today it's a weird um escape when you can just be but At the same time, it's value as a society to think about what actually matters to us as a collective. I get it. I get it. But it's just hard because not everybody has the same values. And so what's annoying about utopia, and I think what people, I think it's quite naive and immature in a lot of ways because what people see as this utopia it means that a lot of things have been stripped back um and 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 for a lot of part that's totally for the better like to have a purely democratic structure would mean like we'd have to take um, out all the emotion all the ego because in order to have a truly democratic structure it would need to be complete transparency and for that to happen that means we'd have to take out like emotion and all this kind of stuff so politics don't get a red face and everything actually was Mm -hmm. for this sort of uh, this overwhelming urge to do what is best for society and it just seems so unrealistic because like human nature on a base is mm-hmm. proud and vindictive and kind of shitty at the same time as being wonderful and all that and so the idea of utopia means that we'd have to be actually better but pe- actually no do you know what my idea of utopia is is everybody learning to meditate well, and practice self-love that's what i think would be can, a utopia for me
1: <laughs> dude okay so i will on that point because that's really interesting because i was going to ask you if you could cast a spell to change one thing about the world and make it closer to your utopia what hmm. spell would you cast
0: it's so, not a spell it's a yes. it's an instruction to learn yes, how to yeah. meditate and love yourself i'm yes. t- like seriously seriously meditate masturbate create like- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes but that's see i feel like that ties into
1: so many other things and like my my answer for that which was quite similar was um you know i want it i want everyone i want every person in the world to understand that time and attention are what really are the most valuable resources that we have on the planet and a minute of my time is the same as a minute of your time. And so for like, you know, and who might need to hear those things. It's like, okay, like really, really wealthy people who take advantage of other people need to learn the value of a minute, you know, in, in terms of their, you know, their housekeepers minute is worth your minute Rupert Murdoch or whatever. Um,
0: Mm.
1: and you know, someone who, um, doesn't realize how oppressed they are, maybe needs to hear that from the other perspective. But I think that kind of gets to the same point where it's sort of, you know, internal liberation is going to be the only thing that allows people to liberate themselves materially, I think. But then see like, okay, think about someone like Donald Trump. Like, do you think that he will ever achieve enlightenment, no matter how much he meditates?
0: I don't and know how is- many, like, I don't know if I'd ever, I don't know who Who the hell, like, think about who has reached enlightenment. It's like, what, Gandhi? That's it? Oh, like, yeah, no. It's- <laughs> and even he and was pat- really
1: problematic
0: with women and stuff like that. So. Yeah, he wasn't, He like, it was he's got insane. a couple of dick moves up his sleeve. Yeah. Um, <laughs> up his sleeve. Up his billowing large oh, sleeve. You- um, <laughs> up his captain. <calf> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, is enlightenment even the, like, uh, I don't know, like, I think it's not so much about realising your power, but realising your own vulnerability, realising how much things hurt when, like, something happens to you and to sit with that feeling and then realise that you don't want to do that to other people. So enlightenment, Mm. I think, is realising just your own sensitivity in a lot of ways, along with... But that's just for people that need to realise their insensitivity. For some people, they need to realise that they're not meek and that they are powerful. So, yeah, I guess realising your own power vulnerabilities is definitely the place to start but who am i i'm an idiot i don't know what the world needs i just know what i need and even then that's fucking iffy like (laughs) But but see i think that's
1: that's kind of the root in like my sort of i guess philosophy about this is that you might think that everyone wants different stuff and everyone's ideas of utopia is different I think if we fucking narrow it down to a couple of key things, everyone pretty much wants the same thing in the world. We just have differing opinions on how to get there. You know, I think that I think that ultimately people don't, even people who seem like even, um, and you know, I'm not giving credence to racists, for example, but you know, let's, you know, take someone who's really sensitive about immigration and really, you know, buys the Harold Sun Murdoch media lines that people are coming to change your culture and if you let Muslims into your country they're going to try and implement sharia law. Mm. I think that the the sort of like baseline fear isn't Muslims or sharia law, it's they don't want their way of life to change. And totally. so it doesn't matter. You could fill in the blank with whatever that is. There's going to be a bunch of teenagers moving to your neighborhood and they are going to be driving up and down the road late at night doing burnouts in their car. Well, that's going to trigger me and that's going to make me really angry about my neighborhood. And it's because I don't want disruption that might come with change. So if you look at it in that context, I think that if we, I think we can achieve a closer world to utopia, if we get real about what people are really saying when they when they don't want changes for example or when they try to oppress other people you know like what do you what is the end what what is the reason that you're doing this and what is the thing that you're afraid of changing and what is the thing that that the end goal that you're afraid of and we speak to people on those sort of common levels rather than saying automatically that the person who doesn't want immigration is just a shitty racist and they're not worth our time i mean i think they are a shitty racist but like maybe that racism comes from a fear that like I could see myself having in another context you
0: know yeah Uh, I don't know no but I I totally agree with what you're um what you're saying we we like I'm playing catch up a little bit because you remember like my idea of utopia is something completely like fictional like thing like that and it's not something that I apply to everyday life but I'm playing by these rules um I'm bringing you over to my Marxist world straight away (laughs) Like, and it's not like I'm going to stay here because once we've had this conversation, Utopia will always be like a literary shorthand for a fantastical world that should not be trusted. And so like, but like for real, that's just how I see it. And I see it as like a function for a TV show or something to write in a fantasy Mm. scene. Anyway, but going back to what you were saying about everybody, if we did narrow it down, I reckon everybody would want the same things, taking the races with the neighbourhood, um, example if you reframe it i think that everybody would want like one of the things that we could narrow it down is that everybody would want everybody to feel comfortable in their own home mm-hmm. which would in its like which would nip in the bud the reason for immigration in the first place mm-hmm. if every like if everybody actually supported that one yeah. idea of like we should all be able to feel comfortable in our own home and nobody should like if we all like widened the pan yes. shot of um, what those needs are and the things that we want to address as a people, which is everybody has the right to fucking safety. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100 percent with that. Everybody has the right to safety. Everybody, but and everybody wants safety. And so if you, so even from the racist
1: who hates immigrant Im- immigrants, you know, if you go, well, why doesn't that person who's moving here deserve safety? They're leaving mm-hmm. safety. Would you not do the same thing if you were in that position? You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but people
0: have a hard time um yeah but yeah i, I think well, pe- wh- people don't realize how good they've got it or how bad things can actually be for mm. other people and do you know what i for a lot of racists or like the people this is just the example that we're going off mm. pe- people in those neighborhoods that are afraid of like immigrants coming and stealing their ways i'd love to see how they'd go in the um in the situations of <laughs> like that these people are leaving yeah. to see how they'd go just to just to have a, a little bit of insight like it's just can you imagine like it would probably gain a fuck ton more empathy from I people
1: think, <laughs> they, you know, I, I think there's out. there's a real reason why um why a lot of that kind of racist and anti-migrant specifically sentiment is mostly held by people who've never left their home country oh um, absolutely you know it, it, and it always is you know people who are sort of haven't left their home country because they haven't wanted to or because they haven't been able to because they're, you know, sort of trapped in a country town and that's just not an option, you know?
0: Um, Australia has the added um, weird element to it that we are an island in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm. And so to leave, it's not like in... America well in America you really don't have to travel just because it's such a big country which holds pretty much every type of world within it um but like in say in Europe or something you're able to cross a border you're able to understand what it's like for other people you're able there's such a melting pot of different experiences and appreciation for different culture um in Australia you if you want to go to another country and you want to see you have it's an effort it's not just, it's not just yeah. like popping over a couple of, it's an effort. It's an yeah. effort. Like, and when people go like, why don't you speak another language or something when you're traveling, we're an Island on the, yeah. and it's no, no excuse, but we have no reason to share, Like, we don't have any shared borders. So to do any of those things is a real fucking haul. Yeah. Yeah.
1: absolutely. <laughs> and, and like the only sort of outward, you know, I think that, um, I, in, in America in particular, it's, it's not an outward looking country at all. Like, you know, when we, I think I've mentioned this to you before, I, when I first left America and, you know, would watch the news in another country, um, it always blew my mind that every country I've ever been to will like cover what's going on in America on their national news. And, you know, same as here. I mean, they, they have just as many updates about American politics as you see in America in Australia. Mm. Um, Yet in America, you don't get fucking any information about what's going on in the rest of the world. And I think that Australia is kind of quite similar to that, like we get news about what's happening in the UK, in America, and in New Zealand. And that's probably pretty much it. And all of those countries are very sort of culturally, obviously very Mm. similar to Australia. Um, And I think that having more exposure doesn't necessarily, in that way, wouldn't necessarily change people's minds, you know, because it's very othering still, you know, they can't see yeah. themselves in those per, that person's shoes,
0: That's you know. It's a completely different way of life. Um, hmm. And honestly, I think there is a finite amount that you can fill an individual's head with um, a certain amount of topics before all the care just seems to dissipate. You can't, I don't think that it is possible for uh, like an individual to... Like as much as you'd like everybody to be up on all the world news everywhere. And I'm not saying that it's not um, like an excuse. Uh, Cause I think everybody should try and be as well read and as rounded and as empathetic as they can. I'm saying that there is a literal mm. cutoff to how much you can care about everything. Yeah. There really is. You can't, there isn't enough energy to how much you can put out. But can I just say in America, what I did notice is yeah, it's so insular because I went to the Disneyland in California and they're like it's the most magical place ever isn't it just otherworldly and it's like no this is a really cheap Europe you've taken (laughs) a really cheap like the cobblestones and everything you've taken like from Peter Pan in the 40s it's like a fairy tale (laughs) it's like like no it's like Europe (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Germany. Like it's Schwarzwald in Germany. That's what this forest is. Didn't you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> so
1: true. And it's like the yeah. real fairy tale is like having universal healthcare. Like,
0: <laughs> or oh, just a, And you know what? No, I'm actually building a bigger and bigger list of what my utopia for this um purpose would include. Mm-hmm. And that would be education. Um, mm-hmm. And for everybody to be able to like study whatever they want without the fear of debt in Australia, we've got a pretty good system, but in America, yeah, Absolutely. It's not, it's not smart to want to be smart. (laughs) They're
1: they're really going for it here too. You know, they, what did they do? They just doubled the cost of an arts degree. Um, Mm. I can tell you what I would not be who I am without the arts, my stupid little expensive arts degree, like as much as it, as much as it's, you know, the idea of like learning like liberal arts, just for the, it's, you know, you just study very broad subjects just so that you get an understanding of how the world works that, Mm changed me, you know, Um, and and you're not going to get that understanding from a trade school as much as I think trade schools are valuable, and they're very important. You need some sort of humanities or liberal arts education along with that to get a real well rounded understanding of how the world works.
0: Well, that's it. People just think that if you're studying to be like an arts degree that you're just trying to be whatever that arts degree uh, dictates. Like, no, you don't have to, you don't have to take a writing subject because you want to be a writer. Mm. It's never going to go out of fashion to learn. And we're going to learn this as they make it more experience, uh, make it more expensive and realize that you actually can't just take something away like that because it will have adverse effects on the society. Because what you learn from arts degrees isn't To be the next J.K. Rowling or Mm -hmm. the next uh, whatever, whatever have you—the best anthropologist in the world,
1: like maybe. Okay, you know, yeah, yeah
0: you'll learn how to articulate your feelings. You'll learn how to be more emotionally intelligent in a room. You'll learn how to be more sensitive as a person and all these kind of things that you like, how to mm, present how to your think. ideas publicly. Mm, yes. Mm. How to think. Thank you, David Foster Wallace. Yes, yes. Like, great speech. Um, <laughs> oh, but like right. all these kind of things, what you learn from an art series is not anything to do with um, the title of a writer or all that kind of stuff. It is simultaneous necessary to every other sort of thing it's never going to go out of fashion to know how to speak your mind and present your ideas publicly and articulately it's never going to go out of fashion to be more sensitive and more creative all that yeah and how to think critically
1: and how to analyze like um credibility of things which is a i think another big thing that you learn in liberal arts education which is just the idea of like um how do we know what we know? Like, mm. this this article was written, um, you know, how can we trust what it says? Well, we look at who the author is and what are their incentives. We look at what the publication is and is it a credible publication? We look at all this other information and it's, it's all this, um, you know, that's not specific information. That's creating a framework in your brain for interpreting the world properly, <laughs> correctly, yep. accurately, I uh, guess. Hyo, 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 Okay, so we've got so your ideal world. I'm making a list now. We've got my
0: ideal world education, um, and that everybody, everybody, that they, uh, no, like, like, yeah. So education is available, mm. available education. Yeah, um, and more time spent into the individual finding out what truly makes them happy. Because I, in this, in my utopia, it's not full of sunbathing. I actually find. Mm. Um, I actually find leisure really annoying and I would get a lot more value out of, uh, like not, I don't want to sound like a total psycho, but you know what I mean? Like I Mm -hmm. would prefer to be doing something meaningful and working really hard. Work is not a dirty word. I'd prefer to be doing something that I loved and was meaningful rather than sitting in the sun doing nothing at all. That's, I, I fully agree. I think that
1: this comes down to another idea I was sort of playing around with, which is the idea of work which, mm. you know, it's. I think it's a really kind of zeitgeisty concept right now. I love that people are talking more about it um, because, you know, when we think about work and, you know, labor in the sort of um, political economy terms, we have, we forget that all of these things that people do, um, you know, whether it's like childcare or looking after, you know, doing housework or, um volunteer work or coaching your kids softball league or whatever it is. Those, those things are not viewed as valuable labor. Yet Mm. the impact that it has on society is enormous. You know, think of all the childcare hours that your parents and my parents and everyone that we know as parents spent raising us, teaching us how to eat food with our hands. That's not Mm. labor. You know, you're telling me that's not labor. That's absolutely labor. You know all the time that I spend cooking food for the house and you know preparing um, laundry and all of that stuff. That's all labor that matters. And mm-hmm. um, ultimately, I think if I if I didn't have to if I didn't have to earn money or if I didn't have to spend as much time earning money, do you think I'd be sitting around sunbathing? Absolutely not. I'd be doing I'd be doing exactly what you said. I'd be doing creative endeavors. I'd also spend a lot of time volunteering. Probably you know I'd be trying to contribute something that is really meaningful in a direct way that I don't, and and you know, I'm happy to do the work. What mm. I what I don't want to have to do is work to get money to be able to enjoy the time when I'm not working. You know, that yeah. that's the part of it that's like, it's such a disconnect now. It's like, why should we have to spend all this time to buy ourselves a little
0: bit of more time? Mm. <laughs> the- and I get, yeah. So that's that's totally it. All right, like in my ever-growing new definition of utopia, I guess <laughs> part of that would be that um, our definition and perception of wealth would change, and that maybe people who had a, in like um a decadent or kind of sickening amount would be much more frowned upon rather than idolized. Because I think that within that sort of context where people are going like, oh my God, the Kardashians bought this brand new gold. I don't know what the fuck they do. I don't know what the fuck they do. You insert joke. Um like (laughs) but like in like this kind of thing, um I would I would hope like in my utopia the perception of wealth wouldn't be nearly idealized. It would probably be a lot more frowned upon if you have a stupid amount of wealth that like, I guess your amount of wealth would be much more relative to if or not you'd earned it in mm. the eyes of society by valuable contribution would actually be yes. an element of the utopian society because right now it's kind of like oh my god they're so rich i wish i could get my head on every day but they don't do anything that matters (laughs) yeah the wealth
1: would be in the wealth of connections that you have with people and in the wealth of um you know what you've given back is you know that's sort of a credit you know you get credit for what you've given not what you've taken i guess maybe you could summarize it like that
0: and I guess that's what I was saying before about like the well-education thing, like the idea of a, a good education wouldn't necessarily fall on the financial means at the end of it, but maybe by how happy someone is and how emotionally intelligent and how worthwhile it is that they do it, like the work that they're doing is yes. that to me, would be well, more like uh, more educated, uh, well-rounded idea of like uh, education. As a something to strive for, rather than being like, I'm going to become a dentist so I can make fat stacks of cash. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. it's <laughs> like it's
1: like, oh, but you really would rather spend most of your time making music, you know? Yeah. And and maybe that's
0: what that that's actually the best thing you could contribute to this world would be music. Well, mm. in that case, would you say that is there a place for law enforcement in your vision of utopia? Is Ooh. it an element at all? Um, law enforcement. Hmm. Would like because with your ideals of utopia, does yours ex like, do you need to have someone to enforce it? I think yes, but I think that maybe it's it's everyone's individual because
1: like in my utopia, people are still gonna make mistakes. And 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 in my utopia there are still rules because I'm not because human nature, you know, we I think you still have to have rules and maybe these, you know, and then all of a sudden my utopia is not a utopia that works for everyone because I have different rules than other people
0: but mm. they you can know, go to their own fucking utopia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know,
1: the rules that I'm talking about aren't like serious ones, you know. It's it's basically, you know, don't do something to some, you know, treat your neighbor as yourself and um, you know, be honest and don't hurt other people and pretty much nothing else is off limits as long as you're not hurting anyone. Or, you know, you can you're even free to hurt yourself. You can do that, you know, as long as you don't and we have and what we have is a network of people who will fucking you know, come and swarm you and try to like stop you from hurting yourself. But mm. you're going to be free to do it. You know, I mean, I think in my utopia, there's a lot of freedom for people to make mistakes. Um, but we still need to have some social contract sort of rules. And I think that the, the enforcement of those rules, I think would be more around social norms and uh, social pressure in a way than around, um, you know, retribution and punishment. Would you have that? Or would you have, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Not police in any way that we imagine police to be right now.
0: Again, moving on, my immediate uh, vision of utopia is like, and it comes to, like, I, I find the idea of utopia inextricably entwined with these ideas of like, faceless obedience of blind faith of all this kind of stuff and so i find it really unnerving and unsettling and really mixed it because it's like in my dreams in night and all this kind of stuff like logan's run running out like this kind of stuff so in my mind of utopia it has to come with a really strict dystopian regulation kind of thing i'm such a cynical person i can't i just i just feel
1: like i feel like your idea of utopia is what my idea of dystopia is
0: yeah Yeah. like i think it's a very (laughs) negative thing utopia for me is a very negative suspicious thing yeah and that's what we're like we're coming on from very different angles utopia is something i deeply distrust so for me it does come up with this idea of enforcement that you need to be like you need to follow this particular way and there's no room for individualism in a Mm. utopia because that's the thing there is no room for individualism in a utopia if everyone's striving for a common goal it strips away creativity and individualism to some degree um in my mind where it's coming from utopia as a 80s sci-fi horror film as a as a
1: as a sort of as an idea that's imposed on you rather than an idea that you create as well yeah
0: yeah yeah utopia is idea, like in my mind is mixed up with other people's idea of utopia and i find it infringing on my freedom (laughs) i'm serious utopia for me is something that like i'm super suspicious of and it infringes on my and it is very disturbing utopia is dystopian for yes. me yeah yeah. yeah. If, like I'm more comfortable in a dystopia yeah. imagination than a utopian one
1: I think I definitely agree with you that the way that that has that idea has been presented in his in sort of history and popular culture is 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 uh how can I explain it it's like this is utopia. This is the picture of it. And there's no changing that picture. And either you like that picture or you don't like it. And Mm -hmm. so for some people, they might feel really happy in this sort of shiny world where everyone gets along and there's no conflict and whatever. But, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm talking about, I guess, utopia, like real, like just a better world and mm. that's something i think about all the time i find it really interesting that that's something that you haven't considered that much before because well, i am always thinking about like what i want the world to be like you know and and like on a very micro level like when i first came to australia from america fuck, there's like already pieces of utopia here that i didn't even know i wanted just the sheer fact that i can like call my phone company and not have to sit on hold for three hours because there are enough people working at the call center. And if I have a problem with my phone, I can call someone, they will answer it and I will get the problem fixed. That is a mm. utopia that doesn't exist in America. I can call the government, I can call the tax office, you know, I can file my taxes online really easily and I don't have to pay someone to do it for me. Like that's a, a version of utopia that
0: I think of like yeah. exists in this country that I never had in America, you know? The thing is, I do think about the world being a better place and what I can do to do it, but I don't assign it to a destination that is outside Mm -hmm. this time or space. It is something that exists in the everyday actions of what everybody who thinks about that does. It is not Mm -hmm. a further destination, which is why I rebel against it. It is not like, it doesn't have a label. It doesn't have this thing. I think it is good to kind of constantly be refining social ideas and thinking about what would be a better place. And for that, like we've talked about what I, I guess under the banner of utopia, but it's not something I think about as something, as a destination that we should strive for, but more than something that we should do in everyday life. A process. I think that's probably- A process, a-
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that's actually really good. Cause I think I do sort of have an idea in my head of a destination when really, you know, and, and if we really are real about shit, like everything is always changing and everything is a pro- process or a practice. Mm. You could be practicing mm. utopia, you
0: know? Well- <laughs> That's it, and but like I guess it is like it is uh, beneficial to have this sort of I guess for a l- lack of a better word, lofty idea because then that will influence the decisions that you make mm. every day. Like writing to your fucking MPs if you like dislike this is one thing. Okay, this footage of this um, Melbourne girl being choked by a man that looks double her size, mm. like write to your MP about that. Something like write to your MP and say what is this? Di- if that's how they're handling this, this, this is not a part of the society that I want in the here and now, and I would like to like um employ my right as a citizen of this society mm. to say that's not fucking on you that's can do funny. all these things utopia is something that you can do in your practical everyday life and actions so yeah, yeah I yeah. do think about making the world a better place and how I do that I just don't I've I, it's because like I grew up with the idea mm. of heaven and it always seemed a boring unattainable shitty thing for everybody to have on their mind when they could be focusing on what they're doing here and now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's
1: su- it's such an interesting uh, other perspective on it. I think I'm <laughs> probably too idealistic as well. You know, like I think I'm, you know, as I'm getting older and more jaded, um, <laughs> I'm starting to realize that uh, there's, you know, this, this fantasy world where, you know, everyone, everyone, you know, this, you know, communist fantasy world where everyone owns the means of production, and therefore you have a lot more control over what you spend your time laboring doing. And, Mm. you know, even in my sort of utopia vision of a world with much less work, you know, well, much less paid labor, and a lot Mm. more sort of equal distribution of resources. That's an end goal, which I think that you're, you're making me realize
0: that what happens then what happens when you reach like there well there isn't any that's a joke my idea of utopia is one without like concepts of left or right (laughs) or religion or or like i like it's it's all like it's also damaging to like a greater vision this idea of like left and right and division like Mm. further division is just uh oh it's all such a mess this is why i hate the idea (laughs) because it can't exist utopia has to like utopia In its sort of concept, it has to be outside the world of we know it. Other like because the utopia that we can only construct can only be constructed because of the terrors of our world. So (laughs) do you know what I mean? The only reason that we can have an idea of utopia is to have things that we want to eradicate from the reality of the here and now, Mm. like the left or the right or the Bill Clintons and all that. And all of those things suck. But this is like this is why I hate utopia. It highlights all the fucking things. But see, (laughs) I will.
1: well, I'll raise you an idea on that though because I think I think that up until a certain point this idea of conflicting ideas of utopia have have to exist. You know, Donald Trump's utopia and I'm just using him as an example. I, you know, I could say Rupert Murdoch or Tony Abbott or whatever, but you know, some crazy fucking fascist utopia yep. <laughs> religious fascist idea of utopia. Yeah. um insert
0: fascist yeah
1: insert you know whatever evangelical fascist you want to say from any fucking english-speaking country um but the i think the i think that those utopias are always going to conflict with the utopia that you or i would dream of because in my utopia everyone has you know more power to do what they want and in Donald Trump's utopia it's 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 especially about exclusivity right and all of mm. these things have been you can't have you can't have both you had to choose one or the other you had to choose left or right you had to choose this or that but i think we're actually approaching a time and maybe this is as dumb as someone saying it's the end of history but i really think we're reaching a level with technological advances where we might be able to have all of the above because the gains that we get in time saved from technological advances mean that there's a surplus of wealth and resources and the ability for people not to labor as much and if we could distribute those gains more effectively and more equally you know you you could in theory have a have a world where billionaires can have their own private islands and that Billion, that, that money that they made wasn't at the expense of someone having a good life. You know, mm. where you can have some sort of private exclusive world where rich people can do whatever they want, but it's not because everyone else is living in poverty. I really think that technology can kind of elevate us to this world where where people can just relax more, where you just, you actually don't have to work as much. There's less work being done in society.
0: Um. I uh, guess, I guess um, it's just no, like I can see where you're coming from. It's just like, um, and I agree with it um, to some degree. I just think it's like increasingly unrealistic because even just like technology as um, something that can be helpful is being packaged um, to people as something that steals their job. Or something, like, yeah. that makes it a lot harder for them or something that they actually stole their money because they fell to a scam or actually, like, there's so many, I, I don't know, I, like, I just, I don't know. Like,
1: I re- I really, really have faith that, like, technology can set us free, but I all, the other part of me is, like, what are you talking about, you sociopath? Like, this is just... This is just like the last gasping breath of capitalism that's trying to convince you that it's going to help something and it's not. I <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. see, the, okay, this is the thing. Then like what I've noticed about myself in the thinking of this topic and the talking is I've become a darker, older person through <laughs> thinking about utopia which is part of why i hate
1: it it's really funny because i think my reaction is is i'm trying to convince you that no it's real and (laughs) i'm becoming
0: more and more depressed as we talk about it like i it actually like because i yeah i like it sucks me of my life force because like it in itself its existence (laughs) is the definition of all that we see wrong in society and focusing on that i hate it I haven't been convinced at all. (laughs) So it's now been about a week since we had our talk on Utopia. And what I love about this whole thing is that we are coming from really different angles. Um, I didn't even know Utopia as like a political term. For me, it's mixed up with visions of heaven and paradise. And I maintain that it is a misguided concept that is doomed to fail because there are as many different utopias as there are people. And because of this, the enforcement of any utopia will be a bloody disappointment for a lot of people, even more so if that vision is regulated by some sort of rigid law enforcement. And just because there is a reach utopia does not equate that to a universal happiness. So I think on a subconscious level as well, putting things under the banner of utopia is in its very essence making it more impossible than anything else. It's label utopia makes what could be an achievable goal become an ever-receding horizon, horizon. And I resent this because it takes the power out of actions that could be done today um, to make a more desirable present society. And it's like, uh, yeah. However, I do concede that the reasons we have an idea of utopia to begin with is because of the necessity, which means that there are a lot of people suffering in a lot of ways, and so that needs to be addressed. But I don't think Marxism is necessarily the best way to combat it. Combat it. In fact, I don't think that we have any way in place or available that is going to be able to address it. I think that the whole advent of the internet makes most systems that we have really irrelevant. So maybe we need to like cherry pick the best bits from all the systems and start making something that is tailor-made to the society that we have now, because it's a totally different game than it has been for the past. Like however many years, nothing's worked, nothing's really relevant, but we have to start doing something on the everyday or else it is just pipe dreams that are destined to fail.
1: (laughs) I think um, (laughs) totally agree with that there. I think that, um, it's a lot of the feelings that I'm having now after we've really fleshed out this idea. Um, And I think the main thing that I've changed my mind on is the idea that utopia is a destination rather than being um, a process or a practice. And what I mean by that is that, you know I think I've had a rigid idea in my mind of what utopia looks like. And I have to admit that that might not look the same for every person, And even if there are some universal things that we all want from life, um, there's a lot of different ways to get there. And what I think is the best, no matter how certain I might be that it is the best, it's not necessarily the only way. And you're never going to get everyone to be happy with something. The best you can do is try to, um, is just try to be sympathetic and tolerant and, and coexist. I think that might be the best form of utopia. Um, and I definitely also have to admit that I don't know everything, (laughs) which is something that I, that your views on this really made me realize that, um, you know, things are not all the same for every person (laughs) in terms of what they want to see the world be. Um, so everyone, I guess, find your own utopia as you go on and, and, you know, try to make the world better little, little bit at a time, because as we're all changing, as individuals and as society is changing, what might be a solution today could end up being a problem tomorrow. So it's not so much about the end goal as it is the journey and the, and the way that you get there. Um, so on that note, we can't wait to hear from our dear listeners what you have to think about utopia. If you wanna answer any of the questions that we asked each other today, if you have any commentary on what we've discussed, it was such an interesting conversation for me, I hope it was for you guys as well. Um, So we really can't wait to hear from you. Please drop us a line um, at doyoueverthinkaboutmail at gmail.com or send us a text at 0499-860-397. Again, those are do you ever think about mail at gmail.com and 0499-860-397. Can't wait to hear from you. Candice, do you have anything else to say?
0: Write to us.
1: <laughs> That's it. Hey, please, please, keep us busy. All right,
0: please. guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thanks again and we'll see you next week. Yeah. as always a huge thank you to our number one production engineer scotty and the fabulous slum one for our cover art and graphic design you can find slum one on instagram at s-l-u-m underscore o-n-e thanks so much for listening and we'll be back next week with some more food for thought stay safe out there we love you